I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. This is Internet Marketing. Brought to you by Site Visibility at sitevisibility.com. This is Internet Marketing. Now, before we start today, we have a request. If you are really enjoying what we do here on the Internet Marketing Podcast, then if you could, please leave us a review on iTunes or your podcast app, of course. That would be fab. Um, it really helps us to grow the podcast and ensure we bring you great marketing tips and advice each week. Now, today I'm joined by Jeffrey Colon communications designer at Microsoft and author of Disruptive Marketing. He's over on the northwest coast of America. How are you doing, Jeffrey? How are you, Andy? I'm good. I'm very, very well. Tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do over at Microsoft. Yeah, so I uh, I work in the search marketing group or the Microsoft advertising group since I think we're you know expanding into much more than search marketing. But for those who uh, might wonder, you know, what's Microsoft search advertising? Bing should uh, come to mind to everybody. And I really try to help customers and potential customers understand the value of Bing through education, through new ways of communicating, through new forms of content creation, and really how search fits into their overall holistic marketing plan. I think for a long time, we thought of search as a silo. And some people still do. But we know now that search touches a lot of different areas and that a lot of other forms of marketing and advertising, when partnered with search, actually do quite well. When you're doing things with social advertising or social content, that can improve search. When you're doing television or programmatic cable TV buying, that can improve your your search campaigns. When you're doing out-of-home that can improve your search campaign. So mm. really helping customers understand how to design their communications along with our solutions so they, uh, they, they, they can get sort of the best bang for their money in terms of return on investment, but really also understanding how customer experiences are shaped and interwoven with one another with a lot of this technology and platforms that are available to us now. Now, today I want to talk with you... Uh, about sort of search marketing curveballs with particular reference to AI, artificial intelligence and voice search. What's going on in that area right now, Jeffrey, AI and voice search that's affecting marketers? 
Yeah, so it's you know it's interesting because the term AI is thrown around quite a bit, and um, I always you know backtrack a tiny bit and and say you know let's look at the three different types of artificial intelligence that you know exist. Mm. You have strong AI. This is a term that John Searle out of uh, UC Berkeley created back in the early '80s. This is the belief that computer scientists can create machines that think. So this is the type. These are the types of things that we always see in science fiction movies yeah. or read about in science fiction books. Mm. But if you talk to any computer scientists, the ability to do this is difficult because we still don't understand all of the inner workings of the brain. Yeah. The second, the second area is applied AI, and this is the area that, when we talk about AI and marketing, is really the area that uh, we're seeing a lot of uh, movement in. Uh, this is the you know ability to build smarter systems. So, hey, I want to actually utilize a uh, a process system that allows me to buy a ton of keywords, thousands of keywords in a matter of seconds. This is this is where applied AI, AI comes into play. Yeah. Then the third area is cognitive simulation. This is the areas like facial recognition or thumbprint recognition. The ability to understand, you know, images and uh, be able to recognize that. And that may come in handy, or I should say that may come into play, Andy, when it comes to image search, which we have yeah. not seen much monetization on. But lately, platforms like Pinterest have actually said the future of search is image search. Yeah. And this is an area that, you know, neither Bing nor Google have really weighed in on. But I think it's an area that we have to pay attention to along with all of the voice-recognized voice uh, search that everybody seems to talk about quite a bit. So I think, you know, in terms of your original question, you know, on AI, how this is really playing into marketing, yeah. you know, it is allowing programmatic buying to take much more of an effect in, in, in search marketing. There's a lot of platforms now, a lot of software now that utilizes it to understand, you know, how to, uh, buy it, uh, certain keywords without having to manually do that. And also understanding if you put in like a keyword, let's say for, you know, pizza, Lower East Side, Manhattan, because you're yeah. trying to do, you're trying to own sort of a local search. It'll also figure out a lot of these new systems, how to misspell words so that yeah. you're not having to actually think about that because they, it, the, 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 it will understand, hey, people may actually type this in to their search bar incorrectly. So it actually allows the speed or enhancement of a um, a lot of campaigns. Does it replace people? That's always the question we have in our industry. And I think we have to talk about this a little bit more. This is an ethical question. And I think you can't, you know, ignore ethics in, in business now. I think right now it, it uh, actually enhances what we can do as as humans. But, you know, in the next five years, I think we have to actually ask, you know, does this does this start to replace people in the sense that six marketers doing a specific job right now could come down to basically one marketer with a lot of artificial intelligence software to to handle a lot of that work. And I talk a lot about this in my book, Disruptive Marketing. I actually use the analogy of 
at one time you had a full orchestra that required 50 people to make music. And now you could have one person synchronizing music on a stage Yeah. Uh, in yeah. our modern era. And that is really where the world of marketing is moving. And we have to, uh, we have to adapt to that and pay attention to that and see how that actually will, you know, both enhance as well as possibly harm jobs in the industry that we work in. It's an inter- interesting idea, isn't it? Because um, uh, I think uh, one of our previous guests, uh, we were talking about sort of AI and automation, and he, he was saying that um, the creative areas of which marketing does have a presumably a big, big creative area shouldn't be too badly affected. Would you concur with this? Yeah, I think I think you know one of the things that I talk to a lot with our um, you know lead sort of technical evangelist. His name is James Whitaker. He, you know, works here at Microsoft and he's a really very interesting character because our, you know, person, because he, you know, he, he speaks his mind in a lot of these areas. And we were talking about specifically about creativity and, and artificial intelligence. And he said, you know, Jeff, there's a lot of data and this is, this allows artificial intelligence to actually do things that the human brain cannot do. Mm process a lot of information, uh, be programmed to run algorithms of this, then that. And also it can play lots of games. We now know that like the masters in chess don't take on artificial intelligence anymore because they always lose. Mm. Yes. And I was like, okay, yeah. So, you know, this is, are we going to be just this society of, you know, machines? And he's like, the thing that we never talk about though, Jeff is artificial intelligence isn't going to create new games. It will just know how to master the ones that are in front of us. So this is where creativity actually comes into play, Andy, where, you know, we might say, okay, this is, this is good to use within this line of business or this area of industry. But I think the human brain creatively will continue to think about like, well, what are the new areas that Mm -hmm. we can actually create? Mm -hmm. What are the new things that we can do? And that's, uh, that is something I think we have to pay attention to because we're always going to be looking for like, you know, what are the new solutions? What are the new ways that we take lots of information and create something new out of that? Machines might be able to, you know, crunch a lot of that information, but I think it may still require humans to, you know, with empathy and insights to say, hey, this is the next move we're actually going to do to create something new or move in a new direction. So our time isn't quite up just yet. <laughs> so uh, focusing <laughs> <No>. <laughs> in on, on, on voice search, uh, Jeff, um, which brands do you think are capitalizing um, on, on these trends in voice search and, and are doing it well? Which, which brands would you say? Yeah, you know, voice search is interesting because you know, I use it quite a bit with Cortana on iOS, so on my mobile phone. And of course, I use it a lot with Amazon Echo in my house. Yes, so if I ask. Yes you know, Alexa questions. I think, you know, the, you know, Amazon themselves have done a good job because they've actually integrated voice search into an entire new UI Mm. that hooks into their system. So if I need to purchase something, no longer do I actually go to amazon.com or the Amazon app to do that work manually. A lot of times I'll remember something and I'm like, I need to add this to my shopping list. So I just tell Alexa and she's able to do that for me. Mm. Uh, and of course, Andy, as I said that, she's lighting up behind me. But um, <laughs> yes. you know, Be careful, and, you don't order anything by mistake. <laughs> but, you know, other brands that have actually, you know, tried to figure out or tie into this, uh, into this user interface, I haven't seen many. 
because I don't know if they've actually thought of, you know, how do we tie into that experience so that we can take advantage of it? I guess if I had to look at a few, there are some airlines and travel applications that have taken advantage of it. Now, knowing that people don't want to book trips, business trips, leisure trips, et cetera, in a manual fashion, but will now say, you know, Cortana, look for a flight for me from uh, Seattle to New York JFK on April 11th. Mm. And she can, or I should say, if that's integrated with a specific application, that that work can happen. That's, um, but I haven't seen much of that happen elsewhere with a lot of other, you know, companies as of yet. So I guess, you know, the big thing is companies should be thinking more of, you know, what is our voice strategy moving forward? Mm. So I'm just thinking about, um, you know, organizations sort of preparing for AI and, and voice search. I'm particularly interested in sort of in-house versus digital marketing agency. What are your thoughts there? You know, there's always this battle between is there going to be the end of an agency? Uh, you know, will the agency go away? Will everything, you know, move in house? Yeah. The problem with doing everything in house is usually people in house don't understand the amount of work that goes into things. So I've been on the agency side and now I'm in house at, you know, Microsoft. And I'm always having debates with people when they'll say, well, you know, we could do this, 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 and this. And I'm like, you've never really done the work, have you? <laughs> and of course, they're like, you know, they're like, what do you mean I've never done the work? I'm like, that requires like six people to do what you're actually asking, which mm -hmm. is why you still look for agency partners. I think the other thing, too, is agencies are very good about being an outside third-party point of view when it comes to things like, hey, we're going to run a particular campaign this year and we've set it up and here's how we're going to execute it. I still think agencies play a big value, not maybe in the execution, but looking at things and saying, wait a minute, you know, why are you doing this? Why are you applying it this way? Have you thought about, you know, what the reaction could be if you do it this way? So having that outsider point of view, I think, is really important you know, especially in all the different areas of marketing that, you know, modern marketing touches now, search marketing, social media marketing, website marketing, email marketing, there, an agency is going to be able to look at a lot of that and figure out holistically how that works together. I think in-house, there's still a lot of silos at companies, uh, depending on their size, or there's just not enough resources. If you work at a mid-sized business, you know, it might be like one or two people handling everything. So I think they really will still rely on agencies to help, you know, get a lot of things done if they have the budget, but also because the, there's probably a lot of things that they can't do with their own bandwidth. Mm -hmm. So, Jeffrey, if you had one top tip or a, a key takeaway for our audience today, what would it be? Yeah, I think one of the things that's important is for marketers to pay attention to what the next trends may be while also doing their current work. So for example, we know that if you're doing search marketing, you're only going to take advantage of what you can use with Google AdWords or Bing ads today. However, you should pay attention to what we're talking about now, which is how will AI enhance the ability to purchase keywords? So you, if you're a small business, you can play like the big players out there. And also, you know, how do you utilize 
voice search. So how do you get used to the fact that people are going to be asking questions rather than typing in keywords in the next couple of years? And we have to also think that, uh, you know, when we read a lot of articles saying like, oh, this is going to be a, a big thing, but it's not going to take hold for 10 years to question, you know, how fast technology actually moves in this day and age, because mm. what we may think takes 10 years may actually be here in a matter of two years yeah. based on Moore's law and other areas. So it's always good to know where these things are moving just so that you're not having to adapt later on. And you're thinking about them like, yeah, I think even in strategy meetings now, if you're trying to figure out, you know, hey, what is our campaign going to look like for client X to ask those questions that you say, hey, what would we how would we run this if this was a, you know, if people were asking questions of their voice assistant? Because I don't think a lot of those meetings are asking those questions or talking about those strategies right now. Yeah. And it's good to get it's good to flex those muscles or it's good to exercise those muscles now so that later they're they're built up a little bit more than maybe uh, your competitors and your and you're thinking more. Uh, in a customer-centric manner, you're thinking more of, of around human behavior and where it is going rather than having to adapt to that later on uh, when um, you know it might be m much more difficult to do so. So I think the lesson there is look ahead and keep your mind open. Jeffrey, thank you so much for coming on. How can our listeners find out more about you and more about Microsoft? Yeah, so definitely go to bingads.com. If you are not a Bing Ads customer, we would love for you to check out all of our offerings at uh, Microsoft Advertising. And if you want to find out a little bit more about me, you can go to my website. I'm at jeffreycolone.net, and I spell that with the uh, like the British phonetic spelling with a G, G-E-O-F-F-R-E-Y-C-O-L-O-N.net. Well, thanks, that, Jeff, and thanks for listening, all of our beloved listeners. Uh, the show notes are in the usual place, sitevisibility.com slash podcast. Please leave us a review if you're enjoying the show because that helps us to um, sort of get better and get a bigger audience and reach more people. If you want to email us, it's podcast at sitevisibility.com. If you want to tweet us, it's at sitevisibility. And don't forget, there's a site visibility group over on LinkedIn. And if you want to connect with me personally on Twitter or LinkedIn, I'm Dr. Pod, D-O-C-T-O-R-P-O-D. Well, that's all from me, and it's all from Jeff. Thanks again, Andy. And we'll see you next time on Internet Marketing. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 